0: view. He snatched up the nearest box even before Bundy had given them the go-ahead. Bundy taught phys ed at St. Dovrig. He was a skeletal blue-black giraffe of a man, frail by the looks of him, but he could lift astonishing weights. And Damien, a limp, wilted seventeen-year-old, was getting paid for this. So Liam let the two of them tackle the heavy stuff, while he himself, short and stocky and out of shape, saw to the lamps and the pots and pans and other light objects. He had packed his books in small cartons, and so those he carried too, stacking them lovingly and precisely against the left inner wall of the van, while Bundy single-handedly wrestled with a desk and Damien tottered beneath an upside-down Windsor chair balanced on top of his head. Damien had the posture of a consumptive, Narrow, curved back and buckling knees, he resembled a walking comma. The new apartment was some five miles from the old one, a short jaunt up North Charles Street. Once the van was loaded, Liam led the way in his car. He had assumed that Damien, who was below the legal age for driving a rental, would ride shotgun in the van with Bundy, but instead He slid in next to Liam and sat in a jittery silence, chewing on a thumbnail and lurking behind a mane of lank black hair. Liam couldn't think of a single thing to say to him. When they stopped for the light at Windhurst, he contemplated asking how Kitty was, but he decided it might sound odd to inquire about his own daughter. Not until they were turning off Charles did either of them speak, and then it was Damien. Swingin' bumper sticker, he said. Since there were no cars ahead of them, Liam knew it had to be his own bumper sticker, Damien meant. Bumper sticker, it read, a witticism that no one before had ever seemed to appreciate. Why, thanks, he said, and then, feeling encouraged, I also have a T-shirt that says T-shirt. Damien stopped chewing his thumbnail and gaped at him. Liam said, (laughs) In a helpful tone of voice, but still it seemed that Damien didn't get it. The complex Liam was moving to sat opposite a small shopping mall. It consisted of several two-story buildings, flat-faced and beige and bland, placed at angles to each other, under tall, spindly pines. Liam had worried about privacy, seeing the network of paths between buildings and the flanks of wide, staring windows, but during the whole unloading process they didn't run into a single neighbor. The carpeting of brown pine needles muffled their voices, and the wind in the trees above them made an eerily steady whispering sound. Cool, Damien said, presumably meaning the sound— since he had his face tipped upward as he spoke. He was under the Windsor chair again. It loomed like an oversized bonnet above his forehead. Liam's unit was on the ground floor. Unfortunately, it had a shared entrance, a heavy brown steel door opening into a dank-smelling cinder block foyer with his own door to the left and a flight of steep concrete steps directly ahead. Second-floor units cost less to rent, but Liam would have found it depressing to climb those stairs every day. He hadn't given much thought beforehand to the placement of his furniture. Bundy set things down any old where, but Damien proved unexpectedly finicky, shoving Liam's bed first one way and then another in search of the best view. Like, you got to see out of the window first thing when you open your eyes he said. Or how will you know what kind of weather it is? The bed was digging tracks across the carpet, and Liam just wanted to leave it where it stood. What did he care what kind of weather it was? When Damien started in on the desk, it had to be positioned where sunlight wouldn't reflect off the computer screen, he said. Liam told him, Well, since I don't own a computer, where the desk is now will be fine. That about wraps things up, I guess. Don't own a computer? Damien echoed.